Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, the new money podcast, new money movement, back at it again. Listen, if you can, I don't know if it's coming through on the mic, but I am congested. I think I caught some shit. Don't feel amazing, but you know what, man? Sometimes you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta do it no matter what. Uh, you gotta push through. And yeah, bro, I definitely don't want to be fucking recording right now, <laughs> but. We are here, and um, I'm actually going to be in Houston, so I won't get a chance to record. So, I, you know, you just got to get through it, man. So I appreciate you guys, and thank you so, so much for tuning in. I mean, we've got a few stories that I wanted to go over, and the first one isn't really related to markets. It's not really something we talk about much here at all, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the news that came out of the United States, which is the biggest story in, in the Western world right now, questionably the world, but the Western world for sure, Roe v. Wade. And uh, basically, the Supreme Court of the United States reversed the precedent that they had set with ruling, I believe, in favor of Roe, which granted a constitutional right to an abortion. It's a very, very controversial topic. You know, I'm pro-choice. I thought that was more widely held. Clearly, it's not. Clearly, you know, a lot of people aren't as as progressive or have different views or whatever it is. And, you know, I'm really not a political guy. So, you know, please don't come for me. Please don't message me. Try to convince me of anything at all. I'm just, these are my views and everything. I just kind of wanted to touch on it quickly. I think regardless, I don't understand how you can have something shape the fabric of your society for almost 50 years and then take that away. It's one thing to never instill it, but it seems as though it's, is there no weight to having that much history and that much reliance and and having a societal expectation on that quote unquote constitutional right that I I guess that just held no weight. You know, it was more so just purely from a legal lens and, and I understand that, but I don't know, man. It's awful. And it looks like it's going to be a shit show in multiple areas. And I don't know. But it's funny. It's stuff like that where I'm like, you know, everybody talks about the United States being one of the greatest you know, countries in the world. And I definitely th- agree. But um, sometimes like stuff like this happens and it's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> These guys still, um, I don't know, man. Like it between that and guns and it's just like, I don't know, the entire world looks at them and kind of just like, well, what's going on, man? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm really not coherently talking about this in any way, shape or form. I just wanted to briefly mention it and say, you know, that I'm praying for everybody that's that's scared in, in the United States. And if you're a listener, uh, God bless you. And uh, my, my heart's with you. But moving on to markets. So, Man, I sound like shit. I can even hear my <laughs> my voice right now. I can hear it through. Do not sound very good. But over the past week, the S&P was up 3 or 4%, so a nice little bounce. Looks as though, you know, some would call this a dead cat bounce or, or something along those lines before it, you know, goes back down. But technically speaking, year-to-date, we're out of the bear territory, and it's into the 18 19% down year-to-date. And a lot of, like I said, a lot of predictions, a lot of different things that are happening and occurring. And it's interesting, you know, I, I've been kind of trying to look at it from both sides. Are, are we in a recession? Are we out of a recession? Is it coming? Is it here? I saw something really interesting where, you know, Derek Thompson, he's a reporter, I believe for The Atlantic, 
and he talks a lot about like business news and things like that. So he had a guest on his podcast. I believe the guy's name is Connor Sen, and he gave five key reasons why we're not in recession, not even close. So, and you know, it's actually very interesting. It is some points that we've brought up, some of the points that I made against the sort of argument that we're in a recession. But the first one that he mentioned was disinflation. So commodity prices are starting to fall. Target and Gap are slashing prices on inventory. Used car sales are falling. The microchip shortage could ease in Q3 and shipping rates are down. Peak inflation could be here. So those are signs that inflation could be cooling off a little bit. And there's some some good signs of that. And if inflation begins to cool off, the Fed will stop, you know, beating the shit out of the economy by raising rates and, you know, whatever. So it'll be interesting to see, like, if that comes to fruition and, and you really do start to see the numbers come down, 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 because that's a really positive thing. And, and that can really embolden the Fed to kind of chill off. And maybe we could get back to a sort of normal place. So that's the first point. If you guys are looking for a new credit card that's awesome and gives you great cash back, you're looking for a fantastic savings account that'll give you a good yield, a good return on your money for, I mean, it's not going to give you 10%, but it'll give you something, then you guys need to check out Neo Financial. They are a proud sponsor of the show uh, and they've supported your boy for some time. And so uh, I would love for you guys to check out some of the products they are in my opinion, one of the best things in fintech in Canada right now, uh, especially for young Canadians. Uh, so, you know, and who knows, maybe Americans soon, but uh, right now Canadians. So if you guys are interested at all in getting a better credit card, better savings account, better uh, want to build a credit with their credit builder, check out the link in the description. I'm telling y'all, you will not regret it. The second point is labor and consumer strength. So apparently kathy wood predicted we're in a recession you know and a lot of people are predicted we're already in a recession you know consumer spending is starting to slow off a bit but still very strong it's still considerably strong people are still spending despite inflation mass layoffs in tech are a minority phenomenon for now right so you're hearing a lot about layoffs but if you think about it it's a very small subset of companies and you know, I saw something that Canada in particular has like a million job vacancies right now. And uh, it's like a 40% year over year increase in job vacancies. So in a lot of areas, it's still an extremely tight labor market. And, and I would say that for the US, it's, it's fairly similar as well. Now, white collar jobs are starting to kind of, you know, loosen up a bit. And, and it's definitely starting to come back to an equilibrium. But tech is just exceptionally feeling it because of just how hard they're getting hit. Um, but in general, the labor market isn't like suffering and unemployment is still fairly low. Third one, housing. So inventory of homes under construction is near its 2006 record high, right? If there's that many homes near 2006 record high, I mean, that's a really positive thing. It also means that home builders and uh, developers are bullish. To my knowledge, home builders, developers, etc., cetera, are, are quite conservative because the more aggressive ones got wiped out in 08 and and so now you have developers that really only start projects when they feel very strongly about the economy and so even with rates increasing it seems as though they're continuing to build rapidly i you know this is one data set i, I could be completely wrong on that in fact i find that a little hard to believe given how fast mortgage rates are increasing and 
But I mean, again, they, they know the market better than I do, obviously. And so that's another sign as well. Number four, quote unquote, everything is terrible, but I'm fine-ism. So among CEOs, economic pessimism is, is quite high, right? And I think that you're hearing that a lot of a lot of CEOs, a lot of executives are coming on and saying, you know, the you know, economy is kind of going to shit, blah, 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 right? But 73% of those CEOs that are like, oh, yeah, 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 everything's terrible. But those same people are optimistic about what they know best, right? Their company, their industry, 73% anticipate rising sales for their own company. And more than half are upbeat about their industry. So what does that mean? To me, it sounds like as a CEO, you need to project confidence. You can't talk shit about your company and your industry because you're going to be out the door. <laughs> so economic pessimism, optimism from a CEO, of course, they, they have a really good handle on it, uh, but they also have, you know, stakeholders and shareholders and things that they have to manage. So they have to watch what they say. They can't just say what they really feel. Uh, so I take that with a grain of salt, but I do think that if, let's say, they're being honest about with their industry and their job, and that really is a, a strong number, let's call it 60%, are truly expecting better conditions in general, then that's a really good sign in aggregate, right? If you take every industry and, and every individual CEO in each industry feels good about their industry, and you take that in aggregate, and it's somewhat of a truthful analysis, then that's a good sign. That's a very good sign. And I mean, also, if you look at the equity positions of some of these CEOs and stakeholders and things like that. They're long their companies, man. They're not selling stock. They're they're long their companies. So they're not only saying it, but they're practicing it as well. And we talked about that. So another reason why people aren't really freaking out that much. And then fifth, it's really hard to believe we're in a recession while the leisure economy is so friggin' hot. Airline passengers and hotel occupancy are hotter than any time since the pandemic started. If this is a recession, it's a very, very, very weird recession. Now, again, these are these are a lot of the points that we've talked about. And I think that generally speaking, you could argue that we are or not in it. And it's it's just a very, you know, it's a very confusing thing. It's like, are we in a recession? Things seem pretty fine. Nobody's like dying or losing their jobs. Or like it's not this crazy, crazy thing. And it's and it's interesting to think about. Does it even matter if we're by definition in a recession, if it doesn't really feel like a proper one? And so I think ultimately it doesn't really make much of a difference in your life like we talked about last week, but it's interesting the thing. I mean, there's there's smart arguments for either side. And I think, yes, it could continue to get worse. It could continue to get better, but I swear to God, I feel like I'm doing the same podcast week after week after week, but there's nuance to it. But ultimately it's continuing to buy and hold through the long term. And that's what it always comes back down to. Now, really funny story, speaking of buy the dip. So the same folks that bought AMC, the same folks that bought uh, GameStop are piling into shares of Revlon right now. So this is a makeup company or a, um, I believe it's a makeup company or a beauty company. And bro, <laughs> The traders are driving its gains from a record low, I think it was like $2 or $1 a share, to 800% as individual investors look to strike a quick profit while ignoring the fundamentals of the troubled cosmetics giant. 
The stock surged as much as 63% last Wednesday, bringing gains from an all-time low to 800% as trading volume continued to soar past recent trends. More than 101 million Revlon shares have traded on average each day since bottoming 570 times the average daily volume in the past year prior to its boom. Wow. This is classic Wall Street bets piling into a stock. Why are they piling into this stock? Well, because there's a lot of short interest. A lot of people are shorting it. What, what, what do they do with all those other uh, stocks? The short squeeze, right? Many investors have bet that its share price will fall. Speculators buy to quickly push the price up, making it more expensive to short the stock and forcing some short sellers to close their positions, boosting shares even more. It's incredible how galvanized these people can get. And I mean, if you're a leader in one of these reddits or these threads or whatever, I mean, I just it's just crazy how galvanized they, they are and they can just pile into a stock. You know, I remember Hertz, the car rental company, you know, I was looking at getting a car rental recently and, and I, I checked out Hertz and all I could think about was the fact that people are piling into that stock. It's incredible. And, and it's, I'm just in awe every time this happens. I think it's going to continue to happen unless the SEC does something about it. But like, what can they really do? They can't they can't tell people not to talk to themselves. They can't shut down Reddit. They can't do that, right? I, I, I would assume so they can't do that. I don't know. It's America. It's liberty. They're not going to fucking touch that shit. So this is just going to continue to happen. They're going to pick their victim in the form of the short sellers on, on these uh, quote unquote shit stocks. And they're going to pound them. And they're going to make a, a ton of money. I mean, if I look at Revlon, I think it, it's back, not back down all the way, but man, yeah, like it was trading at, if I look at the past six months, it was at a dollar seventeen US June thirteenth to a high of eight dollars. <laughs> so fucking crazy. So they 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 eight eight xed it, and it was trading like this earlier this year, but you know decline decline decline, and then a sharp increase. Um, and I think they they declare bankruptcy, so that's why you know it's even worse. It's unfortunate. That's a it's a pretty iconic brand to my understanding. But it is what it is, and and yeah, these guys are just—it's crazy, man, fucking incredible, and they're just squeezing, and this is gonna continue to happen, and it's never to me, it's always incredibly interesting. It's never—I'm never gonna get bored of hearing about these guys go crazy on this stuff. So that's pretty much all I have for you guys. I, I really appreciate you, and uh, thank you for bearing with me with my very you know rough-sounding voice right now. I appreciate y'all, boy. I love y'all, but for now, I'm out. This mother, peace.